Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. talk back. I'm in the market for a pair of sister wives in the form of cats. If you've got any cats that need a new home that are good looking, hit me up. We really have to stop treating the creep dive audience like the room of requirement and being like, does anybody have <laughs> medical advice for well, cats to help fight rodents? Why not? We're, we're, you want we're big, high, burly tomcats. I need working cats. I've already put this, this call out on the Mother of Pod episode as well. So I'm really spreading myself around here in the hope that I I can find them. Here's another thing that, that happened today. I met a famous person. Oh, what? Already? It's only 11 a.m. I know. I met Jermid <laughs> Gavin. Oh, no way. From outer Green spaces. Green finger. Our very own Alan Titchmarsh. Ours. <laughs> How exciting. I did. I met him. So his yeah. shop has opened. Uh, I think Duns have opened a, a, I was down in Monkstown and it's very, very upmarket down there in case you didn't know. I it fancy Duns stores, yeah. A long time ago, but it is now. So they've Duns have created what was a car lot. Now they've stuffed it full of houseplants and Dermot Gavin. He's there. Because they have the Dermot Gavin He's sitting in the one. shop surrounded by plants. What a draw. Yeah. He, um, they have the Dermot Gavin one in Rat Mines in the fancy Dunn stores. And Rat- this sounds like an ad for Dunn stores, but it's been the only fun I've had in 18 months is to go to Dunn stores on a week, sometimes daily basis. But um, they have it there. But like they're great, unbelievable, amazing, giant plants that they have for display, yeah. like these big palm trees. But like 400 mm-hmm. quid. So expensive. They are, Cassie. Really expensive. Not everything though. Plants. You can find an old lump of shite in there for about 20 euro you can fit in uh, you a bit can of fit an air plant in your pocket just saying you could <laughs> i want to buy something like a little device that just projects house plants 
in your home ah. that like I can't harm them they're just projections you know but I is what you're talking about them. photographs of plants yes <laughs> yes but a holographic so kind of you could walk around it a little bit and a 3D like one there. but you're like that's Honestly, probably I think that could be a really the next big thing we'll we'll yeah. all start so doing that, that and and then we'll get yeah and then we'll then we'll realize that that's also ruining the environment in some way like i there was a, a headline there about how house plants are actually destroying the environment because they're grown in peat and i was like do you know what i can't oh, come on i can't engage with any more of this no world. no full stop one last bit of engagement <laughs> though we have to put astroturf in the bin like everything about AstroTurf is bad. Everything and Bitcoin. about it. And Bitcoin. No, no, no. Well, in terms of mining, yes. But when it becomes, yes, I agree. But if you bought any Ethereum back three months ago, you should check your Bitcoin. Because it's Yeah, doubled. so you know the way that that happened uh, last week? <laughs> yeah. The week before last. So two weeks yeah. ago approximately seven days before that happened i sold all of my erythium all of, you. All of it Ooh. all every last cent of it i said i'm getting out of this bitcoin game it's too stressful for me i'm checking this all the time and i bought myself an electric bike and well, that's something. <laughs> yeah i was that like i'm gonna such the opposite of a bitcoin investment oh yeah like, i was like in terms of environmentally friendly just so calm just <laughs> I've had a great time. No stakes. It's a bicycle, you know. Yeah, but I was this like, I, I was like, I've made the right decision here. I'm feeling good. Carbon offset. I know, like making up for whatever damage I've done. And like three days later, four or five days later, it like quadrupled in price. But look, yeah, I have my electric bike now. I'm delighted. A free electric bike. Well, that's so. good news, Cass. Has it arrived? Yeah, yeah, I've been using it all the time. It's absolutely unbelievable. I got a hybrid. Yeah. I'm going to take a moment here to um, influence people to buy an electric hybrid. So you can what take the battery podcast? off and it's just a yeah. regular bike and it's a lovely light enough <laughs> bike. It's Well, it's like 17 kilos without the battery. It's not that light, but it's a nice little city bike. And then I put a basket for Scout on the back and then I put the battery in and it just helps you when you're going up the hills. I know I have this Saturday I cycle know. crew. I can hear myself. And I know how sad this is. What? But this is what the pandemic hills. has done for you me. live in Dublin. Well, I am hill in the fucking place. There's, <laughs> there's inclines. When you have a little dog <laughs> on the back, it's hard. Anyway, don't shit on my electric bike. I'm having a great time and I'm consoling myself with the fact that I checked out at just the perfect time to buy my bike and shouldn't have waited a week longer. But it is the nice end. to have Thank a tangible you. thing. Well yeah. done. But better for me as I kept all my Ethereum in there and now have more. So I just get to watch it all plummet again in some yeah. sort of... Yeah, see, if you didn't check out at the, the high time. Anyway, Sophie, you're missing out here. You need to start <laughs> investing. And why are you in bed? Are you Are you okay? <laughs> Why are you in bed? Talk us through your investments. Come on. (laughs) I actually came on and was like, can I keep my camera off? Or like, would that be just, I'd be living the creep life too much if I came on this Zoom and just didn't turn my camera on. You think you'd get away with that? That I'm in bed. (laughs) Not a hope. 
Do you know I'm in bed because I'm not feeling great? Oh, oh you poor chicken. Are you not great? Are you uh, all right? Just my, my lungs. I Your think fucking lungs. I might be I might be Beth in Little Women. <sighs> um, so really? Oh, I'm grand. I just was like, okay. do you know what? Take I don't have to do anything like upright this morning. I've been editing audio so far today, doing a bit of knitting gasping for air <laughs> oh so i'm grand i'm grand okay. yeah just okay. treat me okay. to this kind of well you can sit back visual. and re- it's actually it's 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 quite appealing looking um you can sit back and relax because <laughs> i have a gripping very lengthy oh, story oh great Wait, now also i have a brilliant creep of the week oh class well, I can do now, the hive. I have a, a classic. How the fuck do these people? How do these people actually sleep at night with their campaigns of sustained lying? So I can do that in the hive. Oh, okay. Excellent. Sounds absolutely amazing. Nice. Okay, Jen, uh, give it. Okay, creep of the week. Okay, listen. You must have seen some of this on the Twitter feeds. Does the word, the name John K ring any bells, lads? Nothing, nothing. No, I told you I've retired from the internet. You've retired from the internet. I can't believe this bypassed you, Cassie, as well. I've spent very so little time on the internet also. It's been glorious. <laughs> okay, well, that it is our bread and butter. But anyway, go on, John K. Picture Kay. this, picture Give this, it. right? We're in the Sun newspaper. We have a two-page spread and it's farewell to the king of scoops okay so this guy john k has died and the son have given him a two-page spread and thanking him for his incredibly hard work and um sadly died at the age of 77 okay wait so so is he journalist or publican because i'm thinking king of scoops could be either Ah, oh right i I thought he was like just a heavy drinker yeah i just thought he pulled really good pints (laughs) yeah and i was like Two-page spread for the death of a publican seems right for the sun. Yeah. yeah. Now, listen, so we're thinking here, that's fine. Sad news. Makes sense that the newspaper have printed this. He worked for them. No problems at all. Very complimentary article. Uh, let me see now. De- you know, t- talking all about his time spent with the newspaper. 41 years with the sun. Scoop after scoop. So he seemed to be incredibly good at that job. Just kind of everything's going fine. Thank you for your time. Weren't didn't you love to wine and dine? Oh, what about that time you killed your wife? What? <laughs> what? This man murdered his wife. Oh okay. God. I'm sorry. You're like yes. you just dropped out on that exact word. <laughs> so it just sounded like this man, his wife, and I was like, oh God, what's it gonna be? Couldn't be. So it's, it yes, it's unbelievably weird. Here's a guy, John, uh, another journalist, John Sturgis, on his tweet, sad news, I gather the legendary Sun chief reporter John Kay has died. Anyone who ever met him will remember an extraordinary and expansive character who was warmly supportive of countless younger hacks. And of course, a terrific journalist who broke many big stories over many years. So... These oh my kind of tributes are pouring in from his no colleagues. Okay, of the no. Well, okay. Hang on, I've got to get the actual wording of. I have this kind of tiny photograph I'm trying to zoom in on, uh, because it was absolutely all over Twitter and then it disappeared a bit. So anyway, here we go, lads. 
Uh, so Twitter responding down below, I can't help but notice that this tribute to veteran Sun reporter omits an important event in his life. The time he murdered his wife. Right? Okay, oh trying to God. think of a public figure which the Sun might write an obit for in which they don't mention that he murdered that th- he murdered his spouse, but do mention that he was a terribly good tennis player. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hold on, let me get this up for you here. Oh my God. So, uh, John Kay, okay, at 33, when he was 33, so he died at 77 this year, so that many years ago, can't, you know, just work it out in your head. So, uh, he is not guilty to murder, wait for this, but guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. This was accepted by the court. He was sentenced to be admitted for treatment at a psychiatric hospital in North London. The son continued to look after Kay's interests and he received regular visits from many members of staff. So, let's see, I have to get to the actual... Okay. So, his wife at the time was a, a, a Japanese lady by the name of Haru. So, he had married... So, John Kay was 33 at the time. He'd been given a ton of new responsibilities at the newspaper. He was under extreme pressure and he had said to... The heads up in the sun. I'm under extreme fucking pressure here, lads. Can you ease off? They didn't. And then John went mad, right? So he went back home one evening to his wife and it was explained to her, the pressure is too much. I, he says to Haru, I can't resign. Uh, that would mean, that would be the end of my progress up the journalistic ladder. And he said to her, I'm going to kill myself. That's it. So Haru was extremely upset. But that would definitely end the progress. Yeah. It certainly would. Yes, 100%. But so Haru was like, please don't do this. And uh, she was she was incredibly upset because her family had disowned her when she decided she was going to marry John, a Westerner. So she oh, Jesus. was going to be, she would be completely alone in the world if John did decide to kill himself. So John, by this time, according to reports, temporarily deranged saw the depth of her problem and decided that it would be better if she died with him uh, right so he was like look Haru I'm gonna like drown so you here in the bath well that's it so he said to Haru we'll both go I'll do you first and do myself so didn't he then drown her in the bath oh and he attempted God. then then Sophie, chaos ensued. So he drowned her, uh, seemed to go without a hitch, and he then took to himself and att- attempted to slit his wrists. Uh, it wasn't going. It wasn't going away. F- he wasn't dying fast enough. Headed over to the ga- oven, lashed his head in the gas oven. Also, then not dead. Decided he would give hanging himself a bash. Oh, tried Jesus. that. Jesus couldn't get fiddling with the ropes couldn't get it together he said fuck it i'm just gonna throw myself here out the window right so he fires himself out the window you can only imagine yes sophie lands on a a couple of of dust bins and still not dead so at this point he staggers over to his car he drives away reports say he was canoeing off cars parked outside at the curbside before finally going head on into a bridge he was found alive by the police, naked, covered in blood. And uh, 
so he, so that's that's how that's how he ended up fucking killing his wife and survive. Isn't that a mental story? And um, so anyway, so he he served some time, I think, in the psychiatric hospital, and he went back to work and continued to work for the Sun after that, and uh, then died of natural causes. And um, there was this tribute went out. Creep of the week, I think, still a creep of the week. Justifiably. I think that um, go returning to the job was a mistake. Although it seemed to work he out. He okay seemed to be it. terribly well liked. Like all his mates came. To, this is the difficulty here, right? All of his mates came to see him in the hospital. Mm, it was God. like there was a collective decision not to mention Haru again. Like just oh, erase God. her existence entirely and carry on. I mean. Come and look, the thing is, it's the Sun newspaper as well, as if they would ever omit that bit of someone's obituary, as that tweeter had previously said. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was one of their own. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Creep of the Week. Madness, isn't it, lads? Madness. Absolute oh, my God. Madness. I mean, yeah, obviously he yeah. was like deeply, deeply, deeply deranged, as they say. Still though, but the sun still can't be. You don't have any excuse, lads. No, not at all. Uh, we mentioned that. Let's not. Let's not and say we did. Oh Doesn't really God. fit in the word count. Um, of oh the two-page spread. What I'm trying to face here detailed, on this two-page spread. Oh so my here, God. It, yeah, poor old Haru. Jesus, that is absolutely tragic. The chaos at which the trying to end, like that frenzied kind of fuck must oh. must have been terrible, but everything's terrible. Anyway, that's the, there's, there's that's kind of the guts of what, what's going down in terms of creeps of the week. So Cass, give us the old BuzzFeed headline. Um, A BuzzFeed headline for this. Losing streak Lois. Losing yeah. streak, Lois. Interesting. So this is an interesting story. Do you know, like you often think about when you get to your latter years in life, you know, touch wood, should we all live into our same age as Jen? Would we, what would you do Every to like, day. to, you know, what we like, I think like, why don't more elderly, elderly people try heroin? Like, what would you do in those I kind know. of latter years of your life to, that you couldn't have well, done previously? Good question. Uh, I w- certainly take up the smokes. With oh, yeah. Joy. Smoking and being cranky to strangers, I think, is like the two that old people have down. But Yeah, sticking my walking stick in, in spokes of bicycles, etc. Just wreaking general havoc. Littering with gay abandon. Oh, yeah. I'd get a face tattoo. Okay, right. Let me tell you about a man called Dave Reese. This story is long and complicated, so stick with me. Please don't interrupt. Okay. The two of you are fucking giddy. No I can problem. see it in your little windows. It's impossible. No, no. It's become impossible wrong, to work Cassie. with the two of you like this. Okay, okay come on. We're not, we're not messing around. Okay. Dave Reese. So Dave Reese was born in Minnesota in April 1963, right? He grew up in the southeast city downtown. He was a prankster at his high school the class of 1981 and just before the spring at the spring just before graduation he was enlisted in the navy and stationed in san diego where he met and married lois witt 
1982. He was 19, she was 20. Lois was also from Rochester, the fourth of five children. Their father was an engineer in IBM and her, her mother was a hoarder. So she was a bit embarrassed growing up as a teenager. Couldn't invite people over to the house. Um, but her and Dave got on really well. They were lovely people. They had three children in four years, a boy, a girl, a boy. And she was described as always being carry, caring, always puts herself second and the kids first, um, which is one of her, which was what her youngest son said after the father's death. Um, so Dave was also a really nice guy. He, uh, they, he set up a bait shop in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. And he was described as being really, really kind and caring to his employees. He, they, his employees were kind of, or sorry, not a bait shop, like a worm farm, which he sold worms to bait shops. He was an avid fisher. So he was like producing the stuff that you put on the end of your fishing rod or whatever. Um, I know. I was just thinking like, how many employees real, really would he need? But I suppose well, a worm farm, like the worms are probably. There's probably know. a lot to it. Um, they're probably turning yeah so he he was described anyway as being like really really caring toward they were mainly like teenagers uh young men boys and he was really caring Uh and he would but he would Uh, like no no john gacy vibes no just like a genuinely nice guy he had loads of friends he enjoyed fishing a nice straight man apparently um (laughs) battery operated bicycle yeah just real wholesome trying to do the best for the planet and producing his worms and going out fishing and hanging out with his pals and being nice to his employees. Um, so on in 2018, it was March, um, people were growing concerned when they hadn't heard anything from Dave in a while. Uh, so his business partner nor his employees had heard from him in almost two weeks, but his wife Lois oh, was taking care of him, right? Um but what was strange was that he was supposed to have headed off to a fishing tournament in Illinois on the 20th of March and he would have taken his white Cadillac Escalade uh, which is what he used to pull his long boat his 20 foot long boat with him um, but on the Thursday so he was supposed to leave on the Tuesday and on the Thursday two of the worm farm employees saw Lois, Dave's wife pull out of the driveway in the Escalade they hadn't seen her since then So by the 23rd of March, police department were called to do a welfare check on Dave. So Mm -hmm. the the town Blooming Prairie is a nice little small kind of town, southeastern town in Minnesota. It's along the river. It sounds like the new Netflix kind of like, you know, Virgin River Firefly Lane. Now we've got Blooming Prairie. Exactly. Or maybe like the main story is that one of them is slightly gay or someone's been murdered. It's really hard to tell with Netflix sometimes what it's going to be. So like this, it's a really small town. There's like two blocks. Uh, There's, you know, a main street with a hardware, a bank, a liquor store, um, quiet streets, mostly single story houses. There's only about 1900 people who live in the town, they all keep their doors unlocked like the Aran Islands. And um, yeah, just a really nice, sweet little kind of town. So when the two police officers went to check on Dave, they were shocked to go in and discover Dave dead on the floor. He'd been shot twice with a handgun, once in the chest, once in the back. 
A bullet had pierced clean through his forearm, suggesting that he had raised it to protect himself. And he'd been dead for 10 days, maybe longer. His body had already started to marble and decompose. Oh. Yeah. The marbling effect. Yeah. Really, um, really, really grim. Right. So. Dave's and Lois's children were really concerned, obviously, because their mother had disappeared and their father was dead. (laughs) Was marbled. Marbled on the floor, right? So everyone was on the lookout for Lois. Where on earth could Lois be? Now, Lois was also known to locals as a very nice, kind woman. She had set up a kind of um, childminding service in the town and was often described as like being very clean, very kind to her kids, really good to the children that she minded, really like affable, friendly, lovely woman. So everyone was a bit like, where the hell has Lois gone? Um, so a couple of days later, elsewhere um, in South Padre, which is the southernmost tip of Texas, a popular vacation spot and um, a place where old people go and retire and try heroin, a middle-aged <laughs> woman with blonde hair checked into Motel 6. So So she's on a budget. Yeah. She requested an out of the way room and paid in cash in advance for a week's stay. Two days later, in the early afternoon of Wednesday, April 11th, the woman left room 227 and walked across the parking lot to the Padre Rita Grill for lunch. The owner, Kathy Lafferty, a friendly 61 year old woman with blonde hair, greeted the woman and complimented her cute outfit and matching hat. And she asked her what her name is. The woman said, Donna. So she kind of settled into this little um, to this little place and started getting friendly with the locals and other people and the people who worked in the bar um, and started meeting other women who were traveling on their own and enjoying kind of having dinner with them and getting, you know, just making friends. So the owner of the bar said she was happy, laughed a lot, a delightful person. She said she would have hired her if she asked for a job. Donna liked to sit at the corner of the bar where she could talk to people on either side of her. She was really sociable and strike, like struck up conversations with wait staff and other customers. She said that she'd been in Florida previously but found been overrun with old people and that she was recently widowed, had come into money and was looking to settle down and buy a condo. She asked locals like Kathy about property taxes and homeowners association fees. So it seemed like she was going to plant herself in the area and settle down. She always paid for things from a big wad of cash and shipped generously. But the staff really liked her. Um, They were saying like they liked her so much they would have invited her over. She uh, flirted shamelessly with the bartender, Arnie, even though he was several years younger than her. And um, she made friends around town and around the Motel 6 pool where she was staying. One of those friends... I say the weather would just... Mm. In design. southern Texas, yeah. Um, so one yeah, of those just women... Like loads she, of cash, bit of weather, bit of a pool. Just oh, going for just like a, a lunchtime margarita. Uh, sounds oh, really yeah. pleasant. So um, one of those women, Isabel Barrero, was also staying at Motel 6. Um, she was 52 and lived 75 miles away in Alamo. 
but had come to the island for a short vacation, something she frequently did. Didn't realize it was an island, but here we go. Um, so <laughs> she was delighted when she met Donna, who was another woman traveling by herself. And, you know, she had someone to like talk to, have a couple of drinks with and chat away. And um, Donna basically explained to Isabel that she had... say they were sexually harassing Arnie, those two. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Poor Arnie. Two women in their like 50s, early 60s, having a bit of a giggle. Oh, yeah. A jug Just of marks or sangria, like it, between oh. them on their holidays, having a bit of a laugh reading their um joanna what joanna trollope what's that author <laughs> reading those holiday books during the day jilly cooper one of those cooper. those sexy joanna novels Trollope's like historical fiction i don't know i don't know but i do know that's gonna be all of fucking us in the next fucking few weeks come on absolutely except for the marks i'll be having pictures of skittles is my preferred <laughs> imbibing uh when we'll put some skittles in a diet substance. coke for you and you'll get really hyper and we'll Shake all we'll all casually sexually harass barmen um yay or bar women let's not discriminate um so donna explained to isabel that her husband had died and she she started crying and she was telling her about it but isabel didn't ask questions because she didn't want to appear nosy so over the next couple of days, Isabel and Donna went shopping, hung out in each other's motel rooms, sat on the beach. They post, Donna was posting photos with her new friend um, and Isabel said she wasn't shy with the camera. She wanted me to be taking pictures of her. So um, all was going well there with the two of those gals. And meanwhile, Donna's kids are like, where's mom? Yeah. They're like, no, Lois's kids are like, where is mom? Donna. Sorry. Donna's Donna totally is on her holidays, yeah. having a great time. She's on her holidays. Lois's husband found dead. Uh, and also Lois was in the house with Dave while he was dead for about a week because she was maintaining. So basically she was going down to the farm, running it on his behalf and talking to the employees and was like, oh, he's not feeling well. I'm going to take him to the hospital by the kind of just before the weekend. He has gone to the doctor on the Monday. She said that he was feeling better and was going to go away in the fishing trip on the Tuesday. But yeah, on the Thursday, the employees saw Lois pull out in his in his um car in his big truck. Mm. So that was suspicious. Right. Um, But. Then the police come, find Dave, can't find Lois. Elsewhere in the country, Donna's on her holidays. We'll wait and we'll <laughs> We'll connect the dots later on. Um, so, uh, so the police, meantime, back in um, back in Blooming Prairie or whatever we we've called it, are starting to figure out who it could have been that would have hurt Dave and who wanted to see Dave dead. And obviously Lois's disappearance is suspicious. So they suspect that Lois has had something to do with Dave's murder, but they can't find any motive for the killing whatsoever. Right. So, um, Lois, again, all the testimony about her was that she was a wonderful person and that, um, there was nothing to be concerned about. But Lois had a bit of a penchant for the slot machines in the casinos. 
right? Mm. Um, Who doesn't, Cassie? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? They're very addictive. So Moorish, yes. Um, so she used to she used to play the slot, but friends said that she like infrequently liked to play the slot machines at a high rollers room. She would go in and um, go to the Diamond Joe, a farm themed casino just across the Iowa border. And uh, about a 45 minute drive from Blooming Prairie where they lived and play the slot machines, right? What a uh, like really, really unglamorous theme for a casino. I know. Like, in Vegas, it's like the fucking, you know, ancient Greek gods and goddesses and like fake Paris. And they've gone for the agricultural angle. Relevant, I think, to the people around them in Minnesota and Iowa. Who want to escape their farms to go gambling farms mm. to mingle with the sand hay on the floor? Yeah, um, you're really digging the knife in today. It's going to be an impossible edit to get all of these terrible comments out of it. <laughs> so, the one who fucking wants to shoot them up with heroin. No, I want That's themselves it. to shoot them up with heroin. I just said, why wouldn't you try it? Like, if you were. Uh, you know, you know, you had like maybe a good year left in you. Would you not live that year high as a fucking kind? Big risk. I have a really good grifter plot. Okay, listen to this. You know, the guys who they confidence men who used to go around checking out the kind of, you know, estate sales. They'd befriend widows yes. and gradually like uh, you know, inveigle their ways into their affections and get the inheritance. Here's my grift. You have, you're a heroin seller, you know, a salesperson of heroin. You go around to the old people. How it works. You say, yeah. you have a, bro- a brochure printed up, you know, speak their language. Like those hairdresser that. things like, with little leaves in them instead of hair. Yeah, a yes. little brochure, just like few kind of maybe testimonials from other old people who are like, I never had so much relaxation in all my life as I did. Highly when I recommend. Let this person shoot heroin between my toes, mm. and uh, and then you get them right where you want them. Totally, oh, yeah, absolutely Huffed. fucked on the heroin, and then you just have to rewrite the will, get yeah. all their like old Waterford Crystal collection might fetch a pretty penny on adverts or done some of those party. those eggs oh, those fancy those fancy coloury eggs yeah yeah a few virgin on the rocks if they've got a child of Prague you're laughing <laughs> I'm telling good. you what you know you need to call a heroin heist no heroin <sighs> the heroin hustler the heroin heroin hustler very nice yeah. Yeah, there you go. Very you nice. Take that one now. I like the brochure. The... I think that's yeah. like really lends it a legitimacy that an old person can get behind. Do you know what would be good too? If you managed to get a, a, a page on um, Air, Airtel. What was it yeah. called again? Airtel. Teletext. Was it Air? Teletext. Teletext. If you had a page on Teletext, those L ones would be like sorted. We'll pay you whatever. Oh They'd be God, lining up They'd be lining up. Yeah. The legitimacy of a teletext page. God, that was weird. I couldn't remember. Do you remember when you used to look at the film times on it? And the TV guide. 
Oh, we God, are. If there's people listening that don't remember it. I wonder if like you Google it, would you see what the page was like? Do you remember it used to be just like... Sorry, there are people who listen to this podcast who are so young, they don't understand what the noise at the start of the show was about. Like, what are those beeping noises? (laughs) They wouldn't have Uh, any idea what teletext is. My younger cousins cousins didn't know what a cassette was. Like a tape. (gasps) Oh, oh my god terrifying. I'm just looking at images of it oh my god image searches it's such a blast from the past oh it's, I'm getting kind of a little bit emotional. emotional do you remember when we lived in a world where we didn't have access to every bit of information that's ever been created at the tips of our fingers <laughs> So much more relaxing. It's so overwhelming now. Just check the telly <laughs> And they had the flight arrival times on it, didn't they? That's all you needed to know was when yes. the next, what the big, big movie was Weather. and what time the flights was were coming in at. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back so to good. Donna. No, back to Dave. So Dave's dead. The officer assigned to the case was Ben Bowl, who... Um, discovered that the previous week prior to Dave's death Lois had deposited two business checks missing from the worm farm one for $8,684 and the other for There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. $1,200 into her husband's personal checking account at a state Uh-oh. bank in Glenville. A half hour drive. I can't from believe Blooming the Prairie. cash flow in this worm farm was so worm healthy. Business. I just, yeah, this yeah. It's, it seems actually pretty lucrative. It's like the mud kitchen. It's a scam. <laughs> Sorry, Gas, you don't know about mud kitchens. <laughs> Jen bought one. It's like I can't even get. Oh into God! It. Look, it's a goddamn no, scam. You, both of it. It's a fucking scam. We'll get into that. We'll get Go into on. that later. I'm sorry, Kathy. Okay, tangent so, city. People are going to be absolutely fucking their phones out the window trying to listen to this episode. So she had then cashed three checks drawn on his account 
two and a half thousand, seven and a half thousand and one thousand. The last two on the 23rd of March. So Bold discover, soon secured a warrant for Lois's arrest for felony theft. She was the main suspect and the only suspect in Dave's death. All signs pointed immediately to her. Uh, Brian Smith, a U.S. Marshal who was working on the investigation, said. But why would she kill her husband? That's what everyone in Blooming Prairie was talking about. From impromptu musings in the aisle of the grocery store to um, across the high school. Everyone was discussing the case for weeks. There was no evidence of either of them having an affair, nor any domestic abuse. The fact that Lois had forged the checks and gone to the casino along with information law enforcement had gathered about her stealing money in the past pointed to another motive. One, they said, was new as a murder motive. That it was someone who murdered her husband to feed her gambling addiction. Ah. So... Compulsive gamblers fall into two different categories. Thrill seekers, who are usually men playing skill-based games with high stakes, wanting to win big. And escape artists who play slot machines to hit the jackpot. Not, sorry, not to hit the jackpot, but enter into that trans-like flow state of Mm. being distracted by what they're doing. Women who have gambling habits often fit into the latter category and kind of gravitate towards the electronic slot machines. It's used for similarly in the way that alcohol and drugs are addictive. It's about mood management. Um, So that is what Lois was impacted by was her um, her addiction to the slot machines and the family. Dave and Lois had hidden it quite well from the rest of the family and anybody else. So Dave, who occasionally went to Diamond Joe with Lois, um, knew that she had a bit of a problem with it. And um, knew that she had actually spent a lot of money that had been um, designated for to deal with her father's funeral at the casino. She had also gambled away a $500,000 inheritance from her father. And um, 500,000. Yeah. And also had stolen money from her sister to fund her gambling addiction as well. A further 200,000 euro, uh, which was actually really bad, right? So Lois's oldest sister, Kim, had um, a mental breakdown when her marriage ended. And Lois and Dave left Kim live with them for a while before they placed her in an adult care facility. So... In February 2012, Lois claimed that her sister Kim was incapable of making her decisions and operating on her own behalf and that she should have, you know, power of attorney over her state and make decisions about her spending and her medical needs. So she became her legal guardian. And um, she so after her kind of like after her struggles and her illness, uh, Kim had the cognitive capacity of a 10 year old. So Lois completely looked after all of her emotional, mental and physical physical requirements. But with the resources that had been given to her by the court, she managed to withdraw the $200,000 inheritance from their father. Uh, and she would withdraw them all oh thousands of dollars at a time from an ATM within the Diamond Joe casino. So and like with the slots, I always thought slots were like, you were talking euros, like coins. Oh yeah, you are. You are and like only small amounts of money. I mean, Maybe think of the time alone it would take to offload seven hundred thousand dollars on your slot machine. Coins. Like yeah. you're not at a poker table being like twenty grand on. I don't know how to play poker on blue. Like, on blue. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. 
Oh, so, this is, that's like a dedication to fucking your money in the bin. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. As slowly um, as possible. So a, a court ordered audit in 2015 discovered the um, financial crimes against her sister. So her guardianship of her sister was suspended in October of 2015, but Kim remained under the care of the state, which is really sad. Um, the court attorney's office decided not to press criminal charges against Lois um, after they ordered her to repay $100,000 to Kim. Hmm. And Lois's attorney at the time said that Lois is a really pleasant person. She's friendly, she's caring, she's warm. So, um, yeah, she's still maintaining this very, like, affable, outgoing um, kind of personality. Right. So back to Donna on her holidays. Um, Before Donna has met Isabel and befriended all those other people, which is around the kind of 6th to the 11th of April, Pam Hutchison arrived in Fort Myers Beach at the Gulf of Mexico on the 3rd of April 2019. She was there with her longtime friend, Donna Fretro, whose husband had recently died by suicide. Fretro had planned to spread his ashes on nearby island. While Fretro prayed with family, stayed with family, Hutchinson, so Pam Hutchinson, checked into a condo at the Marina Village at Snug Harbour a timeshare complex and she was staying alone. Hutchinson, Pam, was 59, short blonde hair, wide smile, was outgoing and quick to make friends. She loved fishing, she liked to stay out late and she liked to go on her holidays in Mexico. Um, She had been a very successful car saleswoman in Virginia Beach before divorcing her husband about two years earlier and moving to Florida. When she had travelled... They're all living a kind of a fantasy. Absolutely. Like, like just jettisoning, jettisoning the long term relationship, heading to, out to sea, basically oh. having a bit of financial gain after their struggles and getting off, except for for Donna Fretro. She was upset because her husband had died. And but these classy ladies who have divorced their husbands and taken all their 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 own earned money into their own control and are fecking off down to buy a condo. That's that's admirable, right? Dream. So yeah. when Pam had traveled down to Fort Myers Beach, she had just found a condo that she wanted to buy. So she presumably had all of the financial obligations in place to buy the condo. So mm. on Tuesday evening, one Tuesday, she had dinner with her friend Donna and then they watched the sunset. Then on Wednesday Donna made the drive to Fort Myers Beach where the friends ate lunch outside a restaurant of San Carlos Boulevard. That evening, Pam declined Donna's offer to join her for dinner. Instead, she spent time with another woman she had just met. The woman had inspired Pam's sympathy with the story of being recently widowed. After the pair spent about three hours drinking together, um, a security camera filmed them walking towards Pam's condo. So Pam had intended to leave Fort Myers on Thursday, April 5th, but decided to stay another night. She ate dinner early with her new friend at the Smoke and Oyster, a tropical themed tourist dive. Surveillance footage shows the two of them sitting at the bar and Pam in a pink camo baseball cap and white blouse and the other woman in a blue T-shirt and cream colored slacks. At one point, the woman removed the sunglasses, pushed above her forehead and swished her bleached hair over her shoulder. At... 
Just after half seven, Pam paid for a Long Island iced tea, a watermelon margarita and a sweet tea, a Bloody Mary and a Bahama Mama, along with a half a pound of peel and eat shrimp, a side of chard and a small chowder. So these women are having the best time. They are having their watermelon margaritas, their little sangrias, their iced tea. They're paying, they're having their cocktails, having a little chowder after a day of the beach. They're having a great time. Just we pay others to peel our shrimps. We've fucking we've grafted. Do you know what I was also thinking? They've all kind of aced out on the husbands at a crucial moment, right before the husbands care smelling like in. old people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No so more um, the husbands thank you. are ripening into old age. Gals having a brilliant Except time. Except Donna. Um. So that night, Donna Fretro, who had been originally there with her friend Pam, text. Pam from the beach where the family has just been spreading the husband's ashes. So Donna is spending time with her other, you know, her family. Um, but she got no reply from Pam. She didn't think much of it at the time. Pam was probably busy. Uh, and But meanwhile, Pam's estate agent, Judy Keane, sent her the application required to, f- to complete the condo purchase. There was a few texts, but Judy didn't hear anything back from H- Hutchinson after 7 p.m. And then her client refused or, you know, failed to respond to text messages over the weekend. And Judy Keane figured that maybe she was having a bit of regret or didn't want to go through with the sale. So um, Friday, the 6th of April at 8.30 a.m., Laurie Russell, who was the manager at the Marina Village where Pam was staying, received a call from the front desk from Condo 404. She said, oh my gosh, I slept until 4 p.m. yesterday. Then I went out and met some people. I had a great time. I'm going to go boating today. Is there any way I could stay for the weekend? So Russell agreed and put an additional three days on Pam's credit cards. Shortly after 11 a.m., a woman walked up to the counter of the Wells Fargo Bank in Fort Myers Beach wearing a white fedora and a black ribbon around the rim. She withdrew $5,000 from Pam's account. She made small talk with a teller saying she was staying in a nearby hotel but had just bought a house in Bradenton. She left the bank, but instead of going boating, at some point in the afternoon, she started driving north in Pam's White Acura and she went past past Bradenton, about 90 miles upstate, drove all the way to Ocala, an additional 130 miles and checked into a Hilton hotel. So she signed Pam's name for two room service deliveries, paid with one of Pam's credit cards and left the next morning. Shortly after 10.30 a.m., she used Pam's cards to make three withdrawals of $500 each at a Bank of America ATM in Ocala. Then she continued north, eventually turning west and crossing the state line, headed for the casino resort off State Highway in a town of Kinder, which boasts the most slots in Louisiana. And she won $1,500 on a $5 play. So amazing. Very good. She's having I mean, a great time. It works, it works. But it then does. between all the working, it's fairly it, harrowing. But <laughs> the woman went up and used a driver's license and a social security number to collect her winnings under the name Lois Reese. Oh, I just thought it was going to be Pam again. But she's just gone a bit silly. A bit silly. Well, Lois, what are you doing? Sadly, um, back at the marina village um pam is found 
Marbled. Dead. Marbled. <sighs> yeah. On the floor. So uh, Laurie Russell, oh, the manager, dear. gets a call to say that there's a foul smell, figuring that it was sewage. <gasps> she so decides cool. to find the source of the problem. <laughs> How did she identify there was a foul smell in this retirement village? Sorry, she's uh, Pam isn't <laughs> old. She's only fifty nine. It's old. Make no mistake. <laughs> um. So Pam, uh, Laurie Russell, the manager, asked two male guests to accompany her inside. Weird. Um. And in the bathroom, they found a dead woman lying on the floor. <laughs> Blonde hair was wearing her pink camo baseball cap, white blouse, blue Levi shorts, and flip flops. Um, a pillow oh, had been put on top of pillow. her, and she had been shot, um, <gasps> in the lung, and the heart. The lung. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. A a twenty two caliber. Is that how you say those things? A point two two bullet. Twenty two caliber bullet. Whatever. Twenty two caliber. Twenty two. Uh, was lodged She's in the right cup of her. Yeah. Lodged in the right cup of her bra. Um, oh dear. So the woman had collapsed while her stomach and intestines filled with blood. And uh, as the odor indicated, she had been dead for several days. She must have dropped it when she, or sorry, her toothbrush was in the sink where she must have dropped it when she was shot. Someone, presumably the killer, had covered her with a towel and stuffed more towels against the crack under the bathroom door and left the room, turning this thermostat down to 61 degrees Fahrenheit. So um, trying, obviously, to hide for a few days the moida. I um, never would be murdered mid-toothbrush, toothbrushing, because it's too infrequent. Like, statistically <laughs> speaking, I just, it wouldn't, that wouldn't happen for me. I'd be way Murdered more likely while to flossing. Be... I was Unlikely. for you very much so. You're always flossing. I was just I flossing. Like a I'd ago. be like murdered while inserting an anusol depository. <laughs> like that's my fate. <sighs> you know, there's something wholesome even about like she was surprised and murdered while brushing her teeth, and you're like, she is a good person. She is She's doing just trying dental to do the right care. thing. Yeah. No, mm. not fucking finger up her own arse, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking voice talent white like I'd yeah. be like murdered she died by as an she octogenarian lived. it'd actually be a great yeah. time to murder you because you'd assume it's one of those like sexy crimes that like you were died during some sort of like sex act oh, yeah. self pegging yeah it, they, you'd, you'd get away with it whoever moides you would get away with it uh, it's like she died cool. doing the things that she loved she um, loved died yes. as she lived as always treating her hemorrhoids <laughs> <laughs> may she finally rest in piles um, so <laughs> oh, very good you would be murdered mid pun Cathy I would like, she died mid wordplay so back to the scene of the crime where they've just found poor Pam Hutchinson's dead body. They followed her credit card trail, which led them to surveillance videos from the Smoke and Oyster, Wells Fargo, and Oklahoma Hinton, where they found a woman who looked very similar to Pam in all of the footage. So she was the right age, similar hair color, comparable complexion, and build. And um, they, the more surveillance videos they found, the more they saw of the woman. It even placed her in the condo in 404 at the time of the murder. 
Uh, footage stamped at 7.46 showed Pam and the woman approaching Pam's condo. At 8.34, a camera captured the woman walking by herself towards the building's fourth floor elevator. She stood at the landing area for 13 minutes, appeared distraught, upset, maybe even crying. Then she returned back to Pam's condo. The video from the next morning captured the woman in the Marina Village parking lot. She backed up Pam's Acura next to a Cadillac Escalade, transferred luggage from one from the Escalade into the Acura and drove off. So um, and e- the evening before Pam had been murdered, a sergeant with the Lee County Sheriff's Office had come across the white Cadillac Escalade with Minnesota plates at the beach on the northern tip of Fort Myers. It had been abandoned. He ran the registration and found that it had belonged to Dave Reese. Investigators didn't know what to make of it until they watched the surveillance footage from Marina. And it was a woman from Blooming Prairie called Tess Coster who managed to connect all the dots. So Tess Coster was, uh, had these rental units that she shared with her husband Rod um, on Fort Myers Beach. The rest of the year they lived in Blooming Prairie where Dave and Lois were from. They owned a car dealership over there. And the day, so a week before Pam's body had been found, their daughter, Brianna, contacted them to say that a woman had called the dealership and identified herself as a friend and that she was heading to Fort Myers Beach and would like to visit the Costers. So the daughter had given the woman the address of her parents um, and she didn't, she just didn't think twice about it, that it wasn't unusual for people to want to go visit her parents in Fort Myers Beach. So on the April 2nd, uh, this woman, Coster, Tess Coster, was cleaning her garage when she saw a woman with a white ponytail at the end of the driveway, check a notebook in her hand and then look at the house. Tess took a step towards her, thinking that she was there to inquire about the rentals. The woman looked up and when their eyes met, Tess immediately recognized her as Lois. She had talked to friends back home and knew about the discovery of Dave's body 10 days prior. Lois seemed to recognize Tess. She ducked her head and muttered wrong house and then walked off quickly. Then Tess saw her drive Uh away in a white Escalade. So it places Lois down in, um, down by the beach where we then discover Pam's body. So Tess called 911 Half an hour later, two deputies show up from Lee County Sheriff's Office and they knew that Lois was wanted on felony theft charge and in connection with Dave's death. But they figured that seeing Tess had spooked her off the island and that she'd be long gone. They provided additional patrols to the Coster's neighborhood but didn't take out the bridge, but didn't stake out the bridge to the mainland or search Fort Myers Beach for Lois or the Escalade, assuming that she would have gone off. But in actual fact, she Mm. goes down to the marina where then she later murders um pam and police uh, people connected to the crime afterwards was like that was the biggest fuck up on behalf of the police because if they had investigated properly pam wouldn't have died she died you know very close by um so after the discovery of pam's body the police go back to tess coster who knew knew lois from blooming prairie showed her the video footage and in each clip of the video footage tess correctly identified the woman who was withdrawing money from Pam's account as Lois. So it doesn't take long for them to eventually find um, Lois. Um, they get a 
obviously a warrant out for her arrest. Authorities figured that she was likely headed to Mexico. Um, they were concerned about her because they wanted to check whether she had an active passport. She didn't. So they thought that maybe she was trying to get in with somebody that had the ability to get across the border, find somebody with a passport and maybe assume their identity. Um, but they found her eventually. Um, I'm just trying to find the point in time where they actually found her. Um, but one of the interesting things about this story, right, is that they um it's very unusual for women to kill. It's very unusual for mm. women to go on a murder spree as is. And they started looking mm -hmm. into her family. And they were like, well, maybe, you know, it was just that her gambling made her do it or whatever. But her sister, so she, you know, the way she had four siblings or whatever. She had another sister um, called Cindy. And in March 2019, Cindy was having a fight with her 37 year old son who was drunk in their house. He shoved her and then Cindy and her husband kicked him out of the house. Shortly after, she found him lying in the driveway and told him to get in the car so she could take him away. But he refused. So she got in her 2004 Ford Explorer and just drove over her own son. Over him? <gasps> what the fuck? Yeah. What? And when what? a deputy asked Sydney, so he suffered a badly fractured pelvis and head injuries. She was charged with second degree and third degree assault. And when a deputy asked Cindy if she had meant to run over her son, she said, you bet. Um, so oh, it seems like there was a kind of tendency there was a real history of mental illness in her family. Uh, Lois herself at one point in 2016 had gone missing for three days. And um, it was like an unexplained kind of absence where she told Dave that she had just gone to visit a friend, but he never really fully knew where, where she was. But he used to say things like finding her and bringing her back was one of the biggest mistakes she ever he ever made. There was another time where she had attempted suicide. And again, he said that like reviving her and taking to the hospital was a massive mistake. So obviously behind closed doors, she was a bit more um, she wasn't giving out the kind of appearance that she was giving out publicly. Um, so she was eventually caught and she appeared in the Florida District Court on December 17, 2019. So to avoid the death penalty, she admitted to shooting Pam with a firearm and pled guilty to first degree murder. She also pled guilty to grand theft of a motor vehicle and other property and criminal use of personal identification information of a deceased individual. She did not provide a statement, but simply answered the court's questions. Pursuant to the agreement, ma'am, I will I will adjudicate you guilty the judge said sentencing her to life in prison without parole and ordering her to pay 38 and a half thousand in attorney fees and other expenses so on august 11 2020 after delays due to the coronavirus the pre-trial hearing in the case of dave reese's murder took place in minnesota um two miles down the road from the dodge county courthouse which can accommodate only seven spectators 50 people turned up that's not very covid friendly um, including family, law enforcement and security guards. So uh, Laurie Traub, who was Lois's court, court appointed public defender, um, works with Lois so that Lois would plead guilty to first degree murder of her husband and receive a mandatory life sentence without parole. She would be able to serve her time, though, in Minnesota, closer to her family instead of Florida. But her... Um, 
her so she and there's a little bit here about the court case and what she you know she said that she knew that, that that Dave had died and she lay down next to his body after she had killed him and closed his eyes and creepy things like that. But what's interesting about okay. this is that My her God. defender uh, afterwards was like, I genuinely really like the woman. She's really pleasant. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Bizarre, like, and all her kids were there. Um. So, uh, Dave's, oh, Dave's elderly mom, though Dave's mother was still alive, and he, she read a witness oh, statement, basically saying, "You, you took my heart. He's a ray of sunshine. Oh, I'll never forgive you." But oh my god, Lois's um kids. But did did Lois show remorse here? I know she talked about like lying down beside him. But did she actually show any remorse? Not at all. It doesn't seem like. So her kids kind of gave testimony as well. And they said, I'll never be able to forgive you. Um, and she's crying in court. They said, the hurt you caused my kids, your grandkids. God, they loved you so much. Uh, Lois's daughter, Bria, said, losing my dad at the hands of my mom is something I'll never be able to process. If I could go back in time to make mm-hmm. sure my mom got the help she needed and never killed my dad. Those are the thoughts that constantly haunt me. So Lois oh, was crying goodness. along to this. Yeah, she did apologize. She apologized for Dave's, today's family and friends for taking him from you. She said, I feel I need to say this. I didn't know how much pain I was in until I wasn't anymore. He was right in front of me and I looked him in the heart and I shot him. Um, so when the hearing ended, Lois stood and crossed the auditorium stage in her orange jumpsuit and white sneakers gazed at her children, placed her right hand in her heart and said, I love you. Then she bowed her head and went to prison. Where she Whoa. still is, obviously, because it was only last year that she was sentenced to prison. Wow. But absolutely wild. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Jesus, Cass, thank you. Oh my God, they're poor kids, like... Yeah, but imagine being poor Pam Hutchinson's family as well, like just a nice woman who's on her holidays, who happened to come across this very affable murderer who was just looked like her. And there she was planning to like move across the country, I guess, constantly stealing people's identities and um, to fund and maintain a a gambling addiction to the slot machines. Mm hmm. Because there was another point as well. So where Dave had realized that Lois's gambling had become problematic, he cut her off financially and wouldn't allow her to um, couldn't wouldn't allow her to access anything from the uh, from the business account and said that if she wanted to, she wanted money for her gambling. She had to um, work on the worm farm, which she obviously wasn't interested in. Do you think she's sorry though in any way? Like oh, I do. Like she's. I think she has a lot of psychiatric illnesses, and I think she has a very significant addiction problem. I think that she's yeah probably sorry, oh, it's but needs needs a lot of help. I just feel like you know, <clears throat> what's that Oscar Wilde one like? To lose one, shame on me. Lose two parents, shame on you. I, what is that fucking quote? Fool me once, like, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you. Yeah, that's it. Like, what were on interesting quotes? Did you know that live, laugh, love is a James Joyce quote? 
it? No. Well, there's a new mural that's gone up beside us. It's gorgeous. It's been done by Signs of Signs of Power. Oh, it says like they lived, they laughed, they loved, and left. And it's attributed to James Joyce. So I think that live, laugh, love has just become a sort of like Oh no, a, the cliff the thread of that has been that the cliff notes, yeah. <sighs> Oh no! I'm sure he's oh, delighted Listen. that his work is embroidered on every basic bitch a t-shirt. No, <laughs> I feel like Wild would have been the friend of the basic bitch in a way, in an amused yeah. and kind of wry way. But like, we must go back like, to the okay, Oscar Wilde. Like, look, creep. she could be forgiven for murdering her husband, but Pam really underscores the fact that she's cold-blooded. Yeah, but. In a way, am I saying that a little bit? Is that just not, where you are today? But you know what's also upsetting for Pam is that Pam paid for all their margs and their dinner and their shrimp and then oh, she went God. home and the chider and they're going back presumably for an after party. And there was also, there was yeah. more women. So that story, there's, there's a, a really brilliant long read of this story called The Pretender. Um, and it's on... Let me just bring it up here for you. It is on the Atavist, Atavist magazine. It's written by John Rosengren and he goes into the real details of everything. But there's another point in time where she meets other women and um, it seems as though she's going to do the same thing and getting close to them and stealing their identity. She has a, identifying sort of wealthy widows or single women and befriending them and then presumably planning to kill them and steal their identities. All these Cold short... bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cassie, that was amazing. This episode is Whopper. Thank That's you. Insane. We should send... Okay, quick tease for the hive for the patrons. I have a piece on hamsters. It's unmissable. Excellent. So um, I have a, as I said, just a sustained, outrageous liar. Fabulous. Now, if you're not a patron, now's the time. Think about it. You and get a tote and you get a yeah. thousand hours of video and science. <laughs> There's so much there. You could never run out of it. So listen, the be there or be square. Yes, brilliant. Talk, thanks, gals. All right. All Thank right. you, Cassie. Do Talk. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 